do a thank you next. I'm Megan. And I'm Rachel. Have you noticed a sound difference? Did you notice a sound difference, Rachel? I feel like the With sound the was was pretty good last time. Yeah, uh, the better, first, right? yeah, the first time I had the microphone, I could tell that I was um, moving close to it and then far away. Oh, like I would lean forward because like my back would start hurting, and then yeah. I would like laugh about something, and it would. I mean, you even out the pitch and everything, but I noticed that like sometimes my audio would fluctuate because I kept moving. You know so, what? Trying to I will stay in say. the same spot. <laughs> okay. You don't, well, I did it for my own editing purposes. What I usually do is balance out both our voices consistently throughout the episode, but then our breaths get really loud and oh. I fucking hate editing out our breaths. <laughs> so I left our pitch the same. So you're always a little bit louder than me. I, for whatever reason, you just, <laughs> you just travel. My normal state. I just project. You will I'm always just... find your child at a mall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will struggle a bit harder. <laughs> so I always try to even out our volumes. And yeah, it evens out our breaths as well, as loud as the rest of our voices. And it's always like, okay. so I went to the start. It's <gasps> <laughs> like, shut the fuck up and learn how to breathe quieter, bitch. Oh, <laughs> It's, uh, I'm all <gasps> it's never you it's always it's me point. I shouldn't it? say our breaths my breaths <laughs> not only do I speak quieter I breathe louder so <laughs> you've got the reversal effect I don't know what the fuck is up with that although I do <laughs> I do always like like I always what is it like what's the word for that you kind of you, you, like sigh. you, you sigh yeah I sigh a yeah, lot sigh. and yes. I I usually am not sad I just like didn't take a quality <laughs> breath before or and so I'm like just... <laughs> I don't know like when I so many people ask me all the time like what's wrong and I'm like oh I just did I just took a big <laughs> breath I don't know like usually my <laughs> response is I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> it's so weird. My friend Bree's always so like, funny. "Why are you huffing and puffing?" That's what she's always <laughs> asking me. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you need to borrow my inhaler? I can ship oh it to God. you. Maybe. I just feel like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I gained more weight during quarantine than I thought. No. Maybe you're just <laughs> maybe you're just more exasperated than the rest of us. Yeah, I do feel like maybe it's a tick <sighs> at this point. But yeah, it's just like like I don't know. It's so weird. Sometimes I am like stressed or sometimes I am like annoyed. That's like, like you gotta let it out somehow. Yeah, so that's, but sometimes that's I'm just it. thinking about like a TikTok and then I'm like <sighs> <sighs> So I have, anyways, that's something about me. I don't oh do on my, my podcast. God. That's yeah. so funny. Oh man, I'm going to try to pay attention more often or like, you'll notice it. I'll try to listen so when often. I'm saying the story and you're listening because you might let out a subtle sigh. I hmm. do feel like sometimes I'm like, always like, oh, <gasps> and it's Like one time Jenna overheard me listening to an episode to edit and she's like, oh my God, is that you? 
<laughs> yeah, I get really involved in the story. Right? That's yeah. the whole reason why we're here. We're, yeah. We're enthused about what we we're do. We're supposed to be the audience member that reacts the largest so that everyone <laughs> else knows what to do. Exactly. If you guys don't know, by our cues, like either yeah. the laugh or this is serious or oh my goodness. Oh yeah. my god. Clutch your pearls. Yeah. You know what I did today? What? I always get so excited when I get to like build things for my kid. It's <gasps> oh my god, because, I did see. Yeah, I built her uh, like the, the art craft easel. Yes. Oh my god, it's so, so cool. cool. It's so that cool. So, so cool. Did you ever have one of those when you were a kid? I was trying to think because when I saw it, I was like, it feels so familiar. But I've worked at a lot of daycares. So I don't know if I, okay. s- or I went to a lot of daycares. So yeah. I don't know if I like played with it there. I don't remember if I had one. Oh, man. We like didn't I have didn't. one. But like yeah. the the like preschool that I went to yeah. in mm-hmm. Oahu, they had it. And like if I like close my eyes, I can like smell the paint like it's such an ingrained memory of playing with like the rolls of paper, like pulling them down and getting Uh able to like being able to paint your hands and like make art projects for your parents or whatever. But like, I just, I remember the way that smells and it's weird Mm. that if you think hard enough, I can actually almost smell it. Right. By the way, you just triggered a memory. I once worked in a a preschool art program called Abracadoodle and it was That's like so a cute. franchise. Yeah. But <laughs> when I taught the classes, I would talk to the parents sarcastically when the kids wouldn't do something and be like, Ugh, they don't get it. <laughs> like I'd be <laughs> reading a story. And then I got fired because everyone in one class wrote <laughs> note cards being like, she, it really doesn't feel like she's doing this for the kids. It feels like she's like, talk it just feels like she's performing for the parents or something like that <laughs> and I was let go from the company oh, no. <laughs> and I would make up my own like there was supposed to be like a oh, structure mm-hmm. and I made up my own like crafts and I'd have the kids like step and paint and they'd freak out and like walk on paper and uh-huh. like do stuff like that so just fun. so it was like yeah like texture and like stuff like that yeah. but the parents didn't like it because it was messy I was working like Calabasas and stuff Oh, they're and, like, don't get paint yeah. on my child. No. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, you just reminded me, and that's probably why I smell the paint so vividly. <laughs> that acrylic bottle that they that's would just it. like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The it thick all, paint. It like almost smells like Play-Doh, but not. Uh-huh, it yeah, exactly. Has, it just has like a, a just a, a twinge of something else. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Nostalgia. Yeah, totally thought about that today while I was building it. That thing was so easy to build. I was so proud of oh. myself. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Where is she going to do it? Where did so you cool. set it up? I don't. Well, right now it's just like smack in the middle of the dining room area. Oh, okay. Just because she was so excited about it. We're still okay. waiting for her paints to get delivered, but she's got dry erase markers that she can play with. So we're getting used to it. But luckily from like painting our old townhouse and then painting the bathroom that I did, I have like all of this like plastic floor covering nice nice so I can put out like a large area around her so that way if she drips all over the tile if we let her paint inside yeah at least in a in a quarantined environment I don't know yeah for sure you don't want her to fuck up your whole house fuck no Mike's like we'll just put her in the living room I'm like you want paint on your couch 
You want oh paint on your God. TV? Do you, you want paint on the carpet? Fucking shit flies behind. <laughs> like a fucking murder site. It's gonna go everywhere. Like, are you what? The living room? Yeah, no, no, that shit fucking flicks off everywhere. Just, yeah, no. Oh yeah. You should be getting her outside. <laughs> yeah. Put her in well, the we don't pool have- so you can throw her in the pool when she's done. Right. It's all washable paint. Just chuck mm-hmm. her in there. <laughs> you like get clean, honey. <laughs> right. I'll just put. I'll like let her paint outside like the night before the pool guy is gonna come, so he could like exactly <laughs> perfect clean out the water that you know <laughs> we just all murked up in there, tossing my kid oh in my the God. pool. That's perfect. Yeah, such a fun it was like it's cool I, we like getting stuff like that for her that's just like it can be a good sensory play like it's a good mm-hmm. instrument it's a good learning tool for her and it's like yeah it, it's just something for her to get super excited about for sure I'm not excited about building her bed once it gets here oh that, you guys finally got that we did it's nice it's, is it the bunk bed or the one with the slide or whatever it's a slide bed how cool nice. is that so cool I want a bed with a slide on it she yeah everything with a slide so, you know, like my skin just ain't for that anymore. <laughs> Gotta sit on blanket. Yeah. Okay. Like how you do at the fair. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So should we start the episode? Yeah, let's start. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, my story, I like, I had never heard of these people before. Hmm. I could, I was at... Uh, the audacity, the audacity that occurs <laughs> in my story. Like, when I shouldn't have been shocked anymore, I was still shocked. Like, oh. I couldn't believe how this story was going. And I felt like it was one of those, like, Charlie Day map type situations, oh, nice. like, linking one person yeah, yeah. to the next to the next. Like, that's kind of what's happening here. It's not so crazy that you can't understand it, but I just, I couldn't believe it's a lot. It's a Bitch, lot. Bitch, hold your butt. <laughs> That's okay. right. So, and not to mention that this person is very toxic. So we all know Oops. that toxic people are out there in the world. They're subtly or not so subtly fucking up people's lives with no regard or care for how they negatively affect people. We see them, we know them, and we need to remove them from our lives. There's a Forbes article online about the 10 toxic people that you should remove from your life. And it's pretty insightful. And if you're self-aware enough, you can see if you personally carry these toxic traits, then, you know, you can change. But most toxic people are assholes, like through and through, and there's just no hope for them. So we just got to get rid of them. We got to buy Felicia, those toxic people. So with that being said, let's begin my story. So if I butcher her name, I'm sorry, because nobody said what her maiden name was, and I had to look it up, and I don't want to mispronounce it, but if I do, I'm sorry. Yeah. I introduce you to Samira Mbotsafi, oh. M-B-O-T-I-Z-A-F-Y, and her, I heard her name pronounced Samira and Samra. But I'm going to say Samira because when her really good friend was talking about her during, you know, an interview, that was Mm -hmm. how it was pronounced. Okay. So Samira was born in December of 1975 and she's born in Madagascar to two loving parents. And little Samira had big, big dreams from the start. She was unstoppable. 
she eventually traveled to Paris to pursue a modeling career, and that career choice fit her like a glove. This woman is strikingly beautiful. She looks very exotic. I mean, she's from Madagascar, so, like, you don't see a lot of her on, like, the cover of anything in, like, the 90s, but she had such this, like, appeal that so many people in the fashion industry wanted to work with her. Oh, wow. And she dabbled in high fashion, and she was perfectly Parisian. She fit right in. So fast forward, it's now 2006, and Paris Fashion Week is poppin', and the glowing Samira meets and falls head over heels for a wealthy podiatrist named Adam Frash. He has money. He lives a lifestyle of the rich and the wannabe famous. He is six foot five, and did I mention that he's wealthy? Mm. (laughs) He owns two homes in Tallahassee, Florida, and another one near the beach in Panama City, and the man is very flamboyant with his money. He carries himself very well. He's a doctor, and he goes after what he wants, and he wants Samira. Wow. They they make plans to stay romantically involved when Fashion Week's over and his vacation in Paris is done, and he goes back to the States, and he wants to stay in a relationship with her even though they're so far apart so while she stays in Paris and he moves back home they stay in the long distance relationship together for two years like that's a long time I don't know if they saw each other in between then that seemed like they both made enough money to visit here and there but two years long distance relationship pretty long side note Adam is married (laughs) He's married to his second wife, a woman named Tracy Eleanor. And while he continues to be romantically involved with Samira, he's just like doing his business as a married man. He ends up working on, you know, getting divorced with Tracy. But since he's divorcing Tracy and Samira is still in Paris, Adam gets thirsty and he gets himself another side piece. What? Yeah. The, yeah. It just, it, it's nonstop. The audacity. <laughs> the Already. audacity. I know. That's, that's definitely going to be the name of the episode. That's right. The so. audacity. Shoot, man. It gets worse. So more on her later. I'm not going to give you her name, but he was romantically involved with another person. Okay. So during all of this, Samira ties up her loose ends and closes a chapter of her modeling career in Paris and begins a new chapter with Adam in Tallahassee, Florida. From what I've read and what I've heard, Tallahassee, Florida is beautiful. So not only is it the state's capital, but it's like they've got amazing colleges there, amazing homes there. There's um, just a lot of like agriculture and lifestyle that's just a little bit more like, I don't know. Uh, a little bit more on the like prestigious side. Like if you look at Miami, it's like, who's the tannest, who looks the hottest. Like it's got a very like Spanish style culture. They're so close to Cuba. Yeah. So it's just a little bit more upscale, but it's like a beautiful place to like have a family and they live in a private golf community called golden Eagle. And that's like where doctors and lawyers and like the big money makers live. Okay. So things go so well for the couple. They seal the deal and they get married in 2009 in Las Vegas. They have two beautiful daughters together named Hyra and Skyna. So I'm sure those are family names or something that's like Mm -hmm. along her, her descent. So very, very pretty. The fresh lifestyle is extremely extravagant in all aspects of their life. 
their home is gold plated everything there's ornate decor they have like crazy tapestries and art pieces everywhere just everything is just lavish af samira gets in touch with a man who owns a production company and his name is joel silver and samira tells him like hey, I want you to film my baby when we're in public and I want you to film people's reactions to us and post it online. So it's like she wanted to make her baby like a YouTube star before it was really like, before we were really like on the up and up with a lot of this stuff. Oh, wow. Before it got like super popular, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was never like addicted to watching YouTube. I don't even know like when YouTube was freaking created. But this (laughs) is like in like the mid-2000s. So yeah, I would say that was around, I remember like in 2004, like watching YouTube videos, with my friends on AIM. Yeah. But it wasn't like anybody was even beginning to be an influencer. It was like, people oh were no, just posting but it their was, makeup or like game tutorials or like, art it was mostly stuff like, or like, yeah, like dumb music videos. Like I remember like music videos. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if you want or listen to your favorite song or watch the music video. You yeah. Still need to watch it. Yeah. yeah it was mostly I, that. I feel like it was like viral videos too. Like it was just like one or two videos that everyone fucking knew about too. Yeah. It know. was like a different state of mind on the, on yeah, the YouTube yeah, yeah. front. It wasn't as much content, of course. No way. So she was just basically trying to make her baby a YouTube star at like age one. Wow. And it seems like completely narcissistic but like she's extra like she lives this lavish life and she's like my babies are beautiful I want the world to see them yeah like she's just so excited about her kids she wants to share them with the world Mm -hmm. and when I watched clips of what was filmed it was like there was a tv show that was casting a spotlight on a cast member from the real housewives type of a thing like it kind of makes sense because it the real housewives came out in 2006 and like Hmm. that whole thing was gaining momentum and even though she like maybe she was kind of playing off of that idea because mm-hmm. it he would uh the videographer would have to go over to like their their house when they were having parties and they would sh- like have a run like a red carpet and mm. uh, like hire all these people to walk around you know serving drinks and open bar and just like party 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 so I guess like this is a time where it's like even if you don't have like a camera crew from a from a network following you around, yeah. you could still gain popularity if you put it on a a, a different yeah yeah wherever you outlet. can upload videos for sure. So like her baby stroller would be like completely blinged out, or it would have like down feathers all over it, and it was just like it it was just insane, kind of insane. Whoa. And, like, Samira and Adam, they would, like, dress to the nines, and they would walk around in Vegas or wherever they traveled with, like, their babies in the stroller. And, like, people would whip out their cell phones and, like, take pictures yeah. and videos because they're, like, are you famous? Like, a camera so crew's lavish. following you around like you're famous. Like, yeah. Very, very lavish. So, with all of that attention and all of that happiness that they're seemingly this, like, perfect uh, family – Got it. You know what that means. You know yeah. what that means. That Instagram filter mm-hmm. that is just Instagram in general because you post That's right. photos of your relationship. That's right. Not yeah. seeing the nitty gritty. So yeah. dun, dun, dun. it is not all lavishly beautiful happiness. Like they got some shit. They got some shit going on. Well. So it is the morning of February 22nd of 2014. And a man named Gerald Gardner approaches the house. 
he is the maintenance man for the property and he and his son were there to do some work around the home. After they enter the backyard in the pool area, Gerald sees Samira in the pool lifeless. Her shoes are in the pool, like her sandals, and one is wedged underneath a pool pump hose, making it seem like she tripped or like slid when she was like walking in and she was just wearing a rope. It just seems really suspicious. It's kind of odd. So he calls 911 and while he's on the phone with the operator, the operator asks him to go fish Samira out of the pool and she see if she's alive and start administering CPR. And Gerald said, no. Nope. He told the operator, I am not getting my DNA on her at all. He's like, I don't know what happened. I'm not touching her. So sounds like kind of crazy, but at the same time, it's like, he's trying to make sure that he's not going to become a suspect. But when you're not helping a victim, when you're asked to do so by a 911 operator, it seems weird. Like anyone would help. Your loved one, especially. Right. Something. But so they're like, you look suspicious. This is kind of weird, but they eventually ruled it out that he's just a dude who had the horrible fate of finding a dead body. Um, Mm -hmm. Gerald didn't have a lot of information regarding the scene that he stumbled upon, but he had been working for the family for a while. Oh, sorry. He's not a loved one. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, maybe he did love her like secretly because she had the type of energy, right? Where like, if you met her, you were just like taken with her. Like she's super happy, energetic, like good vibes. She wasn't like this stuck up person that's just like, oh, e- insert any negative thing you could say about her. Got it. But but nobody would. Like people really, really liked her. So maybe Gerald, he was just like, yeah. She, and Gerald you know. just like state line. So yeah, he had a friendly love for her. <laughs> and knows what's up. Dateline would fucking Make right story for, <laughs> for sure for so, sure got it so he didn't want so, to touch her no, right exactly so he did give some insight about the couple to the detectives and he let them know that even though the frashes seemed to the public eye to be very in love they were very much the opposite their lux life was tarnishing and crumbling Samira had not only filed for divorce, but she had won a custody battle against Adam and she fought tooth and nail to keep custody of her girls while the divorce proceeded. Like she was at the point where she's just like, fuck you, fuck off. I'm done. I'm taking the kids. Like that's it. So, you know, some shit had to go down for somebody to be so angry that they like only want sole custody and they don't want him in their life anymore. Yeah. So Gerald said that, She lived in this home, but since they were separated, Adam didn't live here anymore. He, like, just let Samira and the girls stay there, and he went to go live at one of his other Mm. properties. He doesn't know where Adam is, and he doesn't know where the kids are, and all he knows is that Adam is not supposed to have these babies. Like, if he does have them, like, that's not good, because she won the custody battle. So, like, this, it is all fishy. So investigators, they try to get a hold of Adam with no luck and they begin their search around the pool. And they have so many questions like, is it a suicide? Is it an accident? Is it an OD? Is it a homicide? Samira's body was removed from the pool and paramedics saw that she wasn't like super pruny. You know how you get when you've been in the water for too long? Uh-huh. That, that didn't really happen to her. She didn't really have like raisin fingers. So paramedics mm. attempt to resuscitate her for 45 <gasps> minutes before she is pronounced dead at the hospital that morning. 
There was also an uncapped container of bleach found in the pool filter. So like, you know, like the filter where like all the leaves and crap collects, there was a bottle of uncapped bleach just like stuck (gasps) in there. So the bleach was just like coming out in the water while she was in there. What so suspicious, right? Fuck. Right? (gasps) (laughs) I heard your gas. Yeah, right? Well, that's a valid. (gasps) (laughs) Bleaching all that evidence. They knew what the fuck they were doing. Right? And the police continued to investigate the home and they couldn't find her cell phone anywhere. So that's usually pretty suspicious. When a person's cell phone isn't with them, like, that's weird. Yeah. Adam is still missing. It's still the same day, the same time frame, but he's not answering his phone. They don't know where he is. And so police detectives are on the hunt to find him. And they find him and the kids at his house in Panama City. And detectives arrive to see Adam, like, packing up the car, getting ready to leave, which is kind of weird because based on his story, like, he was supposed to spend a lot of time at this house but for some reason like he's packing up and leaving when cops are arriving there like his timeline is just like very like suspicious yeah so Adam said he had spoken to a friend and that and he learned that something happened at his house but he just doesn't know what it is so when the cops approach him he asks is this about my wife is she dead uh dude you don't get to ask the questions yeah they ask so you, you shouldn't know shit you're not off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So the, they're like, okay, if he's already fishing for information, then mm-hmm. that's that's indicating us that this guy like probably had something to do with it. Yeah. Adam agrees to go talk to the police. He willingly offers information about his night with Samira because he did see her to help connect some dots. He says that, yes, they are in the midst of a divorce, but they're reconciling. They made passionate love to one another last night, and Samira was in a great mood. She was pouring glass after glass of champagne. Her mood switched, however, around two or three in the morning, and she woke him up to confront him about a woman named Erica whose text that she found on his phone. Mm -hmm. Another article I read said that she may have found a sex tape of Adam and a mistress. So I don't know what she found, but she found something she did not like. Uh, that is mm-hmm. good. Mm-mm. They argued about who Erica was until they finally just went to bed around four in the morning. Then Adam woke up early. And since Samira was going to be hungover because of all that champagne she had, he was going to take the girls and give her a mommy's day to sleep off her hangover. And he was going to take the girls to the beach. And then Samira was supposed to meet them later at the house. So that sounds kind of weird and odd for a man who goes to bed at four to get dressed and get the kids dressed and get the pool stuff ready or like the, the beach stuff ready and pack the car and pack the kids and get ready to go by 8 a.m., just saying just saying that's a really hard thing to do (laughs) uh yeah it's hard when you wake up at four to get out of the house by eight yeah exactly and oh my gosh so it's just all of this stuff just seems really fishy the bad thing about adam's good deed was that he legally was not supposed to have those girls 
<laughs> he interfered with a court order custody situation. So he was arrested because he was not allowed to have those kids. Interesting. Yeah. So he later posts bond. So he doesn't have to like sit and deal with jail. But mm. police talked to him after he posted bond and they noticed that he has a scratch on his face and it looks pretty deep. And he's like, no, no, no. It was just one of my daughters. She got super excited. She scratched my face on accident. Mm. But the detectives are just like, I don't know. So they don't forget about it, but they're just like, all right, whatever you say, man. Another weird thing is after he left the house and like told Samira, apparently I'm taking the girls and I'm taking them to the beach. He leaves the house, but then he keeps calling Samira's cell phone, leaving her voicemails. Like, I haven't heard from you all day. Are you okay? Uh, I'm just letting you know I have the girls. I love you. Please call me. I'm really worried. Okay. Like, but you know, she's sleeping. Why are you calling Have you her? watched Dateline? <laughs> I know. What? Like, you're doing this all you wrong. You fucking dumb dumb. If you leave somebody to sleep off a hangover, don't call them. It's the yeah. last thing they want. <laughs> oh my God. You're not, not, you're, no, 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 no. So his behavior makes it look like he's just leaving evidence to help yes. his own cause. A hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Also, her cell phone is in the diaper bag in the car with him. So we don't know if that was on purpose or Samira just left it there. We don't know. But yeah. But we know. <laughs> Adam, Adam, Adam. So this man, he has been sleeping around with so many women in Florida. The tech, so, and they're trying to figure out like what's going on because Samira, his wife, is found dead. And he has illicit affairs all over the state so they're like maybe one of these women were jealous enough to try to bump off Samira and be the number one in Adam's life because he has all this money and he like likes to pick up other women so you know it's just a maybe I can have him type of a thing I can take a man if I want to it's one of those situations (laughs) but I don't want to but I don't want to so detectives are like okay we need to talk to these girls the first woman that they contact is Erica and they look at like Samira's um, like phone information and her computer information. And Samira had been Googling and Facebook stalking this woman to find out who she is and her involvement with her husband. So she's been doing her own sleuthing this one. Yes, so bitch. police speak to her and Erica is also married so she, she's, yeah, so she's doing her own side business with Adam, God. I don't know, while she's married. So she has been sexually involved with Adam for quite some time. They met at her work, which is a strip club in South Florida, and yeah. he pays for her to stay up in Tallahassee at hotels nearby so he can see her, and he even bought her a black Range Rover that she drives all the time. Like, that's her car. If her husband was like, where'd you get that car? She'd be like, it's yeah. not for me. It'd be like, the fuck kind of friends you have what like what <laughs> yeah so I'd rather you stole it <laughs> that right. sounds less crazy exactly exactly so she claims that she has an alibi she wasn't there that night has no idea what's going on but mm-hmm. her alibi ends up checking out but one thing that I did learn about this is that Samira found out who's Erica husband is through all of her like Facebook stalking and nice. she got his number and she called him and exposed Erica. Love <laughs> it. I love right? it. Yes. I love it. Right. Good for That's her. Good for her. 
So detectives find out that Samira also hired an, a private investigator, like to dig up some dirt about her husband. Cause she knew that Adam was just wow. no good. And it was probably going to help her in a divorce proceeding. Yeah, if she found course. out information of his infidelity, you know? Yeah. And Adam had flown to the Super Bowl with another woman named Shakita, who was also a stripper, who was also sexually involved with Adam. So they speak to her and she says, no, I was in Dubai and her alibi checks out and mm. she's not a suspect. So okay. the third woman that police need to talk to is Martha Moore. Martha is the woman that Adam had started seeing in between his second divorce and his long distance relationship with Samira. Not only was he romantically involved with Martha, but they have a child together. Cute. When Samira left Paris and moved to the States, Adam stopped taking Martha's calls, stopped talking to her, like probably oh would send God. her money as support, but yeah. like wouldn't talk to her. And whenever Martha would call his phone, he would tell Samira, oh, it's just my mom. I don't want to talk to her. And he would never uh, answer it. So then Samira was like, is it? And she answered the phone and then she learned about Martha Moore that day. Oh so, my God. Right? Like shock after shock after shock. So Martha lives in Tallahassee. She lives nearby them. But she, too, also has an alibi for the date of Samira's death. So all these women are cleared from being her attacker. Well, yeah. I so, well, I guess he could have made them do it. Like, yeah. I feel like the only person that's going to win in this is him for the kids. Like, it reminded me of a story that you had talked about where the girl drove, like, 10 or 13 hours from like where she worked to have a 10 minute conversation oh, with a dude yes. before driving back and taking oh. the phone and then having to go and clean up the mess. Like, yes, I could see Adam yeah. doing mm -hmm. something psychologically yeah. to these women that would yeah. like mirror that type of situation where they're like, That's sure, I'll do anything for cool. you. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Detectives next look at Adam's best friend because they want to look at everyone who's like closest yeah. to this person, you know, it just turns out he's got a lot of people who are very close to him. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and Adam's best friend, Kendall Lindsay, he parties with Adam. They go to strip clubs, like the Vegas buddies. They pick up women together. He's a car salesman and he liked the way Adam dropped cash to buy cars. And he saw that he could benefit from being friends with a guy like that. Samira was not a fan of their friendship, which made Kendall not like her right back. Plus, you know, there was that one time when Samira tried to tip off Kendall's wife about the infidelity <gasps> and partying that Kendall partakes in alongside her husband. So Kendall did Fuck. not like Samira very much because she basically ruined his marriage. I mean, he ruined it, but. Yeah, yeah. 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 So in August of 2013, Samira was arrested for assaulting Adam because they were arguing mm. in front of Kendall and the argument just got so explosive that Samira just hit him. She smacked oh. Adam. So he decided to have her arrested, but charges were later dropped. But like Kendall was ready to like go to war and like ruin this woman. He just, he did not like her. So they're like, okay, if you don't like her that much, do you not like her enough to kill her? Like, yeah we'll see but when interviewing Kendall he had an alibi that cleared him but he left detectives with the most puzzling statement he said quote I'll be honest with you 
if I did do it, you'd find me at the bottom of the pool with my hands around her neck. Cute. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that. Can't wait to be romantically involved with somebody like that. Yeah, that's so fun. What? Jesus. That's yeah, this- just disgusting. Mm-hmm rotten completely rotten like <clears throat> I would be so scared to be speaking to police about a potential murder I would not have the goal to make a comment like that like yeah okay last you night, must not you must not be afraid of anything <laughs> yeah, last night I was watching the show search party have you ever watched that show Mm-mm. it was on TBS it is so fucking good and the third season that they just released on HBO Max is like Oh, so good. But anyways, <laughs> there's two characters and this one character, she's like this little blonde girl and it's like this it's about murder and stuff. Like it's a really good Oh, like, okay. It's very funny but also John Early's in it. Um the girl maybe from Arrested Development, I don't know her real name. Oh yeah, I know you're She's in it. But anyways. Um the, this one guy died. <laughs> the blonde girl like he had tried to attack her and they're like he died at the hospital she's like yay (laughs) (laughs) it is so funny like it was just like a reaction like it was as if it wasn't real life for that character (laughs) like like, it just reminded me of like that guy being like it's as if he responded like he was watching an episode of Dateline and was talking to someone else, not like he was involved. Like, right? You don't tell a cop that you would do that. No. <laughs> so no. funny. Yeah. Well, these people might be friends. Cause yeah, totally. Oh my God. In another world, they would be dating on a TV show. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. An autopsy is performed on Samira and the blunt force trauma that she experienced shows that she was likely punched in the right side of her face. And then oh, when she God. fell, her head hit the pool concrete and cracked oh. the left side of her face and head. So... <gasps> It also appeared that she wasn't dead when she ended up in the pool somehow. And her death is a result of drowning. So it mm. just goes from bad to worse. There's Adam's DNA underneath her nails. Perhaps mm-hmm. that skin is from the scratch on his nose. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is she didn't have a drop of alcohol in her system. By Adam's mm-hmm. account, she was drunk off her ass off bottles of champagne. He doesn't so, know about toxicology reports, does he? I, I guess not. For a doctor, he's pretty fucking dumb. Oh, what a dumb dumb. <laughs> Her time of death is questionable because she wasn't that yeah. pruny. And yeah. the water from the pool kept her from, well, like, decaying right away. Oh. So it's, it's hard to, like, pinpoint exactly, yeah. like, when it was, you know? Because it was it the middle of the night or was it early morning? Mm. The hours are wishy-washy. It turns out that Adam wasn't completely honest with how he made his fortune. And the Ooh. FBI had caught a whiff of him. If the <gasps> FBI is after you, you're fucked. Wow. It turns out they were investigating him for Medicare fraud. Like, oh, millions of dollars worth of Medicare fraud. That checks out. That he was billing Medicare for his patients at a rate that did not match his actual patient mm. practice. I heard in the interview, it was like, if he was to be making the amount of money he made, he would have had to see two people simultaneously every hour, every day for like 
365 days a year, like, and, and just, and just keep going off that. Like he was just billing at such an extreme rate where they're like, this doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. And when the FBI was poking around Adam's medical office, they found that he had firearms in his drawers. And that is bad news for Adam because when he was released on bond for the custody situation, there were terms that he was not allowed to have firearms. So his ass violated that term. He was re-arrested. Yikes. So Adam is in jail while the murder investigation continues to find viable proof that Adam is the reason why Samira was found dead in the pool. And Adam likes to talk. The man has an ego and he likes to prove that he's smarter than everyone and Mm -hmm. starts portraying himself as the victim that his Mm -hmm. wife was the domineering one. Him. He catches the ear of a man named Dale Folsom. And he likes to talk to Dale while they just sit and hang out in jail. He tells Dale that when police came to his house, he was actually getting ready to flee the country by boat. So like when he was packing his kids up in the car, he wasn't going to go back home because of the news. He was looking to leave. And Dale's like, oh man, that sucks. And Adam's like, yeah, so I need you to do something for me. When you get out of jail on bond, you got to go to my house and you have to get all the golf clubs and you have to get rid of them all. Like throw them in a lake, like get rid of them. It's important. And if you do that, I'll compensate you for it. It turns out that Dale is a little snitch and has no problem telling detectives all of the newfound information about his new friend, Adam. Mm -hmm. So the police, they check it out. They go to the dock and they find the boat and it's confirmed. It has a mechanical issue. Can't go anywhere. And next they go to the house to see about the golf clubs. And then there's one particular club out of a bag that's like propped stupidly against like a random wall in the house. And they test it, and it does have Samira's DNA on it. But the coroner said that the club face doesn't match the wound pattern on her face. It's more of like a fist instead of like a club. So it's kind of a dead end. Mm -hmm. So while, you know, they're finding all these dead ends, Adam just keeps flapping his lips to Dale and ends up telling him more about Samira. He says Mm -hmm. that his wife confronted him about Erica and Shakita. Like, she she knew about those women. And she came at him like she was mad. She's probably looking to punch him again. And after that, he's like, I don't know what happened. He knocked her out cold. She didn't get back up. So he picked her up and he threw her in the pool. So it could have been like, maybe this will wake her up because it's cold water. But he was like, well, in case there was any DNA left on her from like me punching her, it would have been rinsed off in the water. So he's a doctor. Okay. He knows he should have, you know, called for help or assisted his wife, but instead he freaked out and he tried to cover up what he did. And he tried to make the death look accidental. Plus like they're going through a divorce. She knows about all of his mistresses and is just like outing all of them. Like she's causing a lot of trouble for him. So in his mind, he's like, well, maybe I could just like get rid of that and not have to pay for all this trouble. If I look, Mm -hmm. make it look like an accident. So investigators, they want to convict him on a first-degree murder charge, but in Florida, you have to have a grand jury indictment. Adam, the Mr. Egotistical self that he is, he testifies to the grand jury to, like, prove his innocence, which is extremely rare, and his arrogance helped the grand jury proceed with the indictment of first-degree murder. Like, if he would have shut his trap, he probably wouldn't have gotten that, but they're like, you seem sketchy. We don't believe anything you're saying. We'll see you in court. Wow. When the trial date rolls around two years later, 
the prosecution is a little worried that their evidence is mostly circumstantial. They have a confession, but it's from a snitch in jail. It's not like a smoking gun and it's not like a signed confession that he signed for the police or anything like that. So generally in a case like this, once you have all of this information to deliberate, it takes a jury between four to six hours to reach a verdict. But in this particular case, it only took the jury one hour. Adam Frat Frash Brash, Jesus. I don't even care enough to know what your name is. Yeah. Adam no, Frash is found guilty of first degree murder. And in Florida, that's a mandatory life sentence in prison. And hey, there's no parole in Florida either. So he's <gasps> never getting out. Thank God. Finger guns. Nice. Wow. So, kind of insane. So as for Samira's daughters, they reside with Adam's parents in Omaha, Nebraska. But when an interview team like followed up with the family, they were saying that like the girls are thriving, that they're happy and they're doing okay. But it just sucks for those two poor girls because they lost both their parents in this whole situation. But I like, I didn't, I don't know. I feel like we've done, we've like talked about many Florida cases and like, I don't mm-hmm. remember reading that they don't have parole. Maybe yeah, if, if it's for that. like, a, maybe it's for like a first degree murder charge. Yeah. I assume. I don't know. Cause wow. we've talked about manslaughter and second degree before that didn't carry that. But yeah, yeah. I was, wow. Florida. That's crazy. No parole. I actually have a Back that from Texas. Too next week. <gasps> Do you really? Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. Look it's at Florida's, us. It's, it's time for us to talk about your governor, Florida. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's like that, huh? <laughs> no. But did you see that oh clip this week where, uh, what's his name, Cuomo, the guy that's on CNN? The oh, yeah, yeah, brother, yeah. Cor- and he was like, yeah. <laughs> because the fucking Florida governor was like, what now? What now? It's been eight <laughs> weeks. Where's the COVID? And then just like a, Your the video state is blooming with them. Being like, come at me, bro, come at me. <laughs> there now. <laughs> oh, so good. God. Yeah, famous last words, man. You don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, can you, that's like the best sound clip ever. <laughs> <laughs> For what real. The fuck? You dumbass. For real. <laughs> but, anyways, all the people that's- in the prisons in Florida getting COVID. So, mm hmm. Oh man. Yeah. There's so many people trying to like write out. letters yeah. and get themselves out like early release Fuck or whatever it is. All. Nope. 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 Just nope. Yeah, I know. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Population control if it happens in prison. Yeah, exactly. Just saying. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> isn't happening fast enough for some of these people. Let's just get right? COVID. COVID is just going to take them all out. Oh man. Ugh. What a time to be alive. And not in a prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for telling that story. That was just like just the audacity. The audacity. Honestly. <sighs> and Honestly. who knows how many other women were not accounted for. You know what I mean? Like, and who has that kind of time and energy? Hi. It's exhausting. It was exhausting Truly. just reading about it. Truly. <laughs> but All right, well. That's it. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got for you, folks. That's it. All right. Well, I thought I'd write down, do you want to see us out with? 
And oh. I have one for you. Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> All right, let's do this. <laughs> do you want something? Okay. <laughs> hey, Rachel, do you want to see us out with a dumb joke? Oh, see you out with a dumb joke, eh? Eh. Oh, God. Eh. <laughs> I'm Canadian. That's a joke. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> it's not a joke because Canadian people are better than uh, us. I'm like trying to think of like dad jokes off the top of my head. I know. It's hard. Oh, my God. That's it why is. I came up with the pro- girl in Duchess Town or wherever the fuck she Oh, my from. God. The girl in Holland Town. Yeah. That's what happens. The girl in Holland Town. I started, I started like humming that and then like, and Sam's all, and Bingo was his name. <laughs> that probably was the tune. Oh my gosh. Why don't ants ever get sick? Mm, why, Rachel? Because they have tiny antibodies. <gasps> That's funny. <laughs> and on that note, we'll see you guys next week for another horrible joke. (laughs) Bye. Bye.